Welcome back. Today is a really fun conversation. They refer to themselves as woke boomers. I like to think of it as the most interesting dinner party conversation you've had in a long time. They have great chemistry. It was a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. On their podcast, they interview movie stars, TV stars, rock stars, authors. We're talking with Fritz Coleman and Louise Palanker from Media Path Podcast. So I'm excited to have this conversation today with Fritz Coleman and Louise Palanker. I'm going to say Southern California legends today, and it's it's fun to have a conversation with both of you. So thank you both for being here today. We're happy to be invited. Thank you, John. Thank you for having us. I, I think, so we're talking about the Media Path podcast, and there's a lot to go over. Uh, if you don't mind, what's the, in both of your worlds, what's the best way to introduce this fun, flavorful conversation? How, how do you usually introduce the Media Path podcast? We tell folks this is what you would be talking about if you got together with a group of friends anyway. What have you been watching? What should I stream? What's good? So this is where every conversation eventually devolves. We just get there very rapidly. Yeah, so I love each show and we, we, um, Weezy and I uh, grew this podcast out of a friendship we've had for about 30, 35 years where we found out surprisingly and wonderfully that we see eye to eye on lots of entertainment, movies, books, TV shows. And we thought, why not make this a podcast that sort of is a continuation of our common interests in our, in our, uh, in our conversation. So that's what we do. We start each show with uh, some suggestions on what people can watch, listen to read. And that takes uh, eight, 10 minutes. And then we always have a guest on guests from all walks of life. Uh, we found that one of our sweet spots is uh, television uh, personalities from uh, the Los Angeles area, uh, particularly ones from our growing up period, the 60s and 70s, uh, boomer material and older. And uh, But we do everything. We do politicians. We do singing stars. We've had very interesting books and topics that aren't generally known to the public. I'll give you an example. Two weeks ago, we had a show about a man who wrote a book about a woman by the name of Connie Converse, who I suppose you could describe as one of the great undiscovered musical talents in America. She was a great songwriter and a great singer. She was never discovered, which was sad. And then she just magically and mysteriously disappeared. So the book this guy wrote was about somebody that not everybody was familiar with, but it was fascinating because it was kind of like a whodunit and also the heartache of an undiscovered musical talented lady that started in Greenwich Village and all those things. All that to say, it's Wheezy and I discussing stuff we find fascinating, and we hope you come along. It feels, from the episodes I've watched, it feels like the most interesting dinner party you've been to in a long time. Well, and we appreciate that. We're going to use that as a sales tool from now on. The most interesting dinner party you've ever been to. Yeah, the Absolutely. food is awful. Like, it's very, very <laughs> My dinner smart. was wheezy. Yeah. There's some hard candies, and uh, it's like, bring whatever you can in your purse, because we... <laughs> I've got some granola bars on the coffee table, but that's... But that's what we want. We want the intimacy of a conversation among friends. So you you analyzed it well. 
Beautiful. So, so because we've all brought up dinner for a second and everyone watching and listening loves food, mm-hmm. um, assuming that both of you might be foodies, do you have a favorite food you'd recommend either you personally enjoy or something that we should be eating or, or cooking while we listen and watch your show? I'm going to recommend some water. This is uh, <laughs> comes out of a filtration system near my sink. It's just lovely. <laughs> I happen to be a fan of Northern Italian cuisine. Ooh. Uh, and uh, I, I, I won't name specific uh, dishes, but in, in general compartments, I love risotto, uh, risotto with a with a uh, a great protein like shrimp or chicken. I love uh, penne's with a bolognese sauce. I love capellini alla which is uh, a great with a when you add shrimp to it, and then you add a keka sauce, which is the red sauce with garlic. And so I I, I like Northern Italian cuisine. I don't cook, but I can buy the best food in America just walking out my front door here. Have you ever put have you ever put salmon on a pizza? I've had that actually. That's actually very good. Very good. Very good. Goat cheese. Wonderful. Uh I I love uh let's see, chicken parmesan. I think that's what I would order at any. I mean, maybe that sounds like very pedestrian, but it it comfort foods are delicious. Meatloaf, mashed potatoes, chicken parm. That's the kind of stuff that any potato, really. You can't do anything to a potato that would offend me. <laughs> I tell you, L.A. is wonderful for that lately because there's all sorts of interesting fusions going on. You know, you have, um, you know, Vietnamese food and Italian food in a fusion uh, menu. And if you like to experiment with different palates, this is a great city to do it in. It really is. Thanks to Wolfgang Puck and some of the gourmet chefs in the town. And I think what we're all what we're all noticing immediately is the two of you have phenomenal chemistry. Obviously, it goes back to the dinner party. But moving forward from that, if we can be self-aware or self-conscious for a moment about that, what's the origin story? How did the two of you with your different personality I mean quite literally, if I was sitting around a dinner table with the two of you, it would just be a blast to hear the two different personalities so often. So how did you two, how did you become aware to be great co-hosts together? Is that a, is that chemistry? Is it as easy for the two of you as it is for us? Yes, absolutely. It's a, we know each other quite well. It's very natural. And I've been podcasting since you could. So you get, you go back to like 2005, whenever you got that new iPhone that, that said, you know, would you like to listen to a podcast. And then you said, what's a podcast? And then the adventure begins. So I've been doing it from jump and Fritz was contractually obligated to not speak outside of his news job about anything that did not concern us, weather pattern, you know, (laughs) your newsman cannot have an opinion. That's very distracting, especially now in our, you know, divided uh, sensibility. They just didn't want you to say anything smart that would embarrass the station. That's all. Right. So you can you you couldn't do commercials. I mean, it makes sense if you're if you're talking right. about the weather, you don't want to be thinking, oh, this guy sells batteries. You know, you just <laughs> want to you want to just get your weather cast. So as soon as he retired, 
we we jumped on board together because I had done four podcasts before this one. And I was prepared in terms of what, what a podcast requires. And you know how, how difficult it is. And it's, it, there's just a lot that's required. And so for Fritz, I just need his mind, his preparation, his wit, and uh, his, his fascination with, with all things interesting. And he's more, more than ready to take, to take on the podcasting world. He's the best. This is not a brag, uh, but, it, but it's true. You cannot manufacture chemistry. You can see two people on television or hear them on the radio or hear them in a conversation. And you know that these two people should not be in the same room together, let alone host their own presentation. But we just have a natural thing that was born out of our friendship, really, and our common interest in stuff. You know, one of our sweet spots is uh, uh, baby boomer and older music, uh, old uh, rhythm and blues. Uh, Wheezy's interest in music goes back to the old harmony groups like the Mills Brothers because she was personal friends. So all those things we find fun. And uh, so when we get in there, we we I think that the fun we're having resonates to the audience. I hope it does. Yeah, we we geek out together. And, we, you know, it's like it's like watching Jimmy Fallon. You know, you're just so giddy that he's that giddy. So hopefully (laughs) we bring that kind of enthusiasm and, you know, just to get to meet the people that we grew up watching and also the excitement of when you have an author reading the book and then getting to talk to the author, and you know, rather than having to scour YouTube for interviews that the author did, because now you're fascinated, we actually get to talk to the person. And so we, we find that exciting. It's like going to grad school for free. I have to tell you this. One of the great one of the great joys is having a topic that you don't know anything about. For instance, this Connie Converse topic, and the one we're having this week, uh, we're pre- preparing for now. This is a guy that wrote a book about the friendship between Henry Ford, uh, Joseph Burroughs, was John, John Burroughs, John Burroughs, and, 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 and Thomas Edison. These three geniuses in a different venue, each one, but they all had this spectacular friendship and they all took a road trip in a Model T Ford. I, I didn't, I, I knew a little bit about Henry Ford, you know, it, it, from the Industrial Revolution and uh, extreme anti-Semitism, but I, but I didn't, I didn't realize that he had interests outside that. So uh, Wheezy and I are just going to be blank slates and come into this interview with just being inquisitive. And that's always fun. You discover something you had no idea about. Now, I, I want to jump in because we're going to get to Fritz in a second because he's an L.A. legend. But Louise, I, I, I'm i not sure how clear the audience is. And I want to be clear about your work with I want, I'm going to guess the previous podcasts were the premier networks. If I'm wrong, correct me. But let's talk for a second about your background. Just, just bring everyone up to speed about what you've accomplished and and those other podcasts you've worked on. So people know the background that you bring to this show. Yes. I, uh, my career began as a page, a studio page. And it was one of those things where you get your foot in the door and one thing leads to the other thing. So I became a studio page at, at a place called Metro, Metro media, Metro tape. We were doing all of the Norman Lear sitcoms. We had the John Davidson talk show which was like where, you know, a person like me gets to meet Van Johnson. I mean, it was just crazy. I mean, like, look, I'm from suburban Buffalo and here I am with Van. I mean, it was, it was crazy. 
So I, I've always just been so grateful to, to work in entertainment. I just, I just consider it to be an honor. But that led to a job at a show called PM Magazine, which led to me meeting Rick Dees, who was a local radio personality. I went to write his uh, syndicated countdown show, which was called the Rick Dees Weekly Top 40, which led to me meeting other personalities at KISS FM and forming a company with them called Premier Radio Networks. And then I, that was a 15-year rocket ship that led to that company being sold to Clear Channel, which is now iHeartMedia. And at one point I went, to, I went to one of my partners and I said, Hey, Craig, what are, what are, what's the chance of me having my own show? And he said, none. And, and he said, I have two words for you podcast, because he didn't know that they were just the one word at that time. And I, I <laughs> that's how new it was. And I came I was I was doing stand-up comedy at the time. So I went to do stand-up comedy that night. And I said to my friend, Laura Swisher, I said, have you heard of a podcast? And she said, I just heard about it today. I mean, it was just like, it was hot off the press, right? So we were like, let's make one. So, you know, that of course led to 100 episodes of Wheezy and the Swish, which was my first podcast. And then I did one with with teenagers where I was kind of like giving teenagers advice because like I love to mentor young people. And that one was called Journals Out Loud. And then I did one with some of my comedy friends called uh, Things I Found Online, which was like people our age, you know, discovering the Internet. And, uh, oh, look, you know, Lucy was born in Jamestown, you know, whatever you would find online. <laughs> so <laughs> so then uh, Fritz retired and now. I, I'm working with Fritz, but yeah, I never, I never was a radio personality at Premiere. I was, I was a creator. I was in in charge of all of the creative output, but Premiere had shows that did not involve or include me, other than behind the scenes. Got it. And now, now Fritz, obviously, my words, you're an LA icon for more than forty years. Contractually, you have to say that about me every time you introduce me. <laughs> but, and P.S., you just made my next segue super easy because I was going to say you're a comedian. You, you, you own, not only do you own L.A. TV, but you own L.A. stages because for those who don't know, my gosh, seeing you live, you just, it's, it's a phenomenally fun, entertaining evening. Well, so what was, was it a very conscious segue to get into podcasting? Did, was it a new thing for you? Was this thing you were eager to do when Louise brought you in or what was that segue like? No, she, I, I'm, I'm uh, my involvement with her podcast is totally her, uh, both blame and uh, her gift <laughs> that she gave to me after I retired. I, 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 people find this hard to believe. Real meteorologists hate this story, but I'll tell it to you anyway. I was working at the Comedy Store in 1982, and because I talked on stage about having done the weather earlier in my broadcasting career, the news director from Channel 4 and his wife were in the audience that night, and he came up to me after the show, and he said, I really enjoyed your show, particularly the thing about doing the weather in the Navy but not knowing anything about it. He said, would you have any desire to come to Channel 4 and do some vacation relief weather forecasting. And 
I was making $25 a night at the comedy store. And so I, I almost passed out. I said, of course, when, when, when do you want me to start? He said, well, you have to audition. So I auditioned and got the job. And I did two years as the vacation relief guy on the weekends, uh, you know, filling in on the weekends and filling in for people on vacation. And then two years later, I was bumped up to the weekday weather cast position. And I retired two weeks shy of my 40th anniversary. And uh, it's just unbelievable. And uh, the I, I didn't set out to have a career in weather. This opportunity presented itself. I could continue to do stand-up. I, I came out here from Buffalo, New York, where Reezy's from, to do stand-up. And so even as the weather job, I was able to continue to do uh, stand-up. And so I, I had two careers. One paid for my children's education. The other exercised my ego. And uh, they it both, both worked out. And so many of your episodes, and you both have said this a few minutes ago, but it, it's just, it, it, it's a unique feel and unique voice. So I'm curious, how do you two decide on the topics? And when you bring up your guests, how do you decide on your guests? Well, we kind of get a lot of offers coming our way now. And we, there's definitely people that we go after, but we have so many folks that are, that are pitching, you know, when, when someone has something new that comes out, as you know, they, they make the rounds. And so we just kind of sort of know what our sweet spots are. And we email each other with our producer, Dina, and we say, does this sound good? So for example, we, we did not know anything about that, the, that Elvis story that, that you're talking about. And when it was pitched to us, we just said, absolutely, exactly. This is what we want to delve into. So that is what you're referring to as a book about um, a woman who researched Elvis's health history and discovered that he wasn't a drug addict because he enjoyed drugs. He was a drug addict because he was trying to feel normal. He was born with disease in nine out of the 11 systems of the body. And this is why everyone on his mother's side dies in their 40s, including Elvis. That was a great example of what I was talking about. Wheezy and I were just flabbergasted. I mean, we're, we've all known a lot about Elvis, especially Wheezy and I, because we're kind of students of music. But there was so much in there that we didn't realize. And that's a great example of discovering things that you weren't aware of that make the podcast so much fun. Right. And the book is by Sally Hodell, and it's called Elvis. and. Um, I think Destined to Die Young is the title. I'm, I'm not quite sure on the title, but if you do Sally Hodel, you'll, uh, Elvis, you'll find the book. What do the two of you look for when it comes to interviews? Is, is there different um, angles you're both looking to achieve or how does that happen? If we find it interesting, we just believe that other folks will find it interesting. So we kind of just gauge it on what, what fascinates us. You know, we're 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 a pretty good barometer. Absolutely. So so I guess in that way, either collectively the both of you or individually, what sort of genres are you looking for in the future? We're always looking for uh, politics. We're both we we call ourselves woke boomers. Um, that's Elaine. <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> and uh, we. We love history. We love biographies. We love documentaries. We love, we're both news junkies. We love uh, 
TV, especially the TV that, that is close to people because they grew up with it. We believe firmly that what you loved at 10, you love forever. And uh, so we're happy to, we, we, you know, talk to Marty Croft and we talk to former child stars and we, you know, talk to folks that you, this week we talked to Nellie Olson, uh, Allison Arngrim from Little House on the Prairie. So we love talking to those folks and learning what, what, what life was like as a child growing up, uh, making the television that other kids were, you know, so in, intrigued by. And of course, the music, the music of, of our era, 60s, 70s, 80s. We had a great documentary, two documentary filmmakers on a couple of, uh, about a month or so ago, uh, that made a documentary about Blood, Sweat and Tears, which was one of the iconic groups of the late 60s and early 70s. Uh, they in Chicago were the first bands to use horns in mainstream rock and roll. But there's a great backstory about how... Um, Blood, Sweat, and Tears were sort of bamboozled into making a tour behind the Iron Curtain. And they were the first American rock band that had ever been allowed to tour behind the Iron Curtain. And this, there's hundreds of hours of video of these guys sort of experiencing Romania and all these less than welcoming countries. And that was fantastic because we, again, we'd always been fans of Blood, Sweat, and Tears, but this was an aspect of their career we didn't know anything about. That was fantastic. And we had Bobby Columby, who was the drummer for... Uh, blood, sweat, and tears in the studio with us. It was really fun. And that's outstanding. I think you you both brought up in your own ways. I'm going to call them happy accidents or just, yep. you both said, just being curious, if you will. So if you don't mind, I'm going to go a little deeper and just for either of you or both of you, any other guests? I, one of my favorite things that YouTube and podcasts are, we can go back and look at a guest from three months ago, six months ago, et cetera. So maybe let's let's talk about any other episodes that were just happen to be fantastic that we should go back and watch from your previous archives. Any my any favorite great ep my favorite episode is uh, features Joyce Boulafont. She wrote a book called My uh, Four Hollywood Husbands. It's absolutely a, a tremendously entertaining read. She she was married to what is this guy's name? He Charles uh, MacArthur. Uh, uh, James James MacArthur, the son, <laughs> yeah, the son of uh, Mary Mary Martin or Helen Hayes. I mix those two up. Anyway, huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So this is this kid who had who is like you know very very divorced parents, impoverished childhood, and suddenly she's hanging out with Helen Hayes, but her Helen Hayes's son. Uh, Jimmy is an alcoholic and joy. And then this, this launches Joyce on this like career of taking care of alcoholic husbands and finally winding up with, with the man of her dreams. And it's just, it's quite a ride and remarkably entertaining. And we have guests that will always be our favorites. One of our only repeat guests is Henry Winkler, who happens to be a, a, a close friend of Wheezy's and we had him on. But not because he's a close friend, because when you just have a, 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 a very casual conversation with him, you realize his appeal to the world. He's one of the most down-to-earth, non-condescending, brilliant guys who never talks down to you. He's just the loveliest man in the world and who has had an astonishing career. 
and we've had him on, and we're going to try to get him on again because he has a, an autobiography coming out soon. So we hope we can coerce him into coming back on. But yeah, we love those too. We haven't had. I, I have we had anybody else on twice? I don't think so. Adam Schiff. Oh, Adam Schiff. Yeah, the politician. Well, now his life has changed because he's running for senator from California. But but he's uh, he's Fritz's congressman, so he's con- he's congressionally obligated to attend our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> He has to take care of constituent constituent care. I be, constituent care. I believe is how he refers to it. No, he's 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 wonderful and a very funny guy as well. And and we're always just really honored to speak to him. Another favorite show of mine is uh, I call it the Steves. It's uh, Steve Young and Steve O'Donnell both wrote for for David Letterman. And Steve Young has created this documentary called Bathtubs Over Broadway, where Steve Young becomes obsessed with industrial musicals and he goes on this deep dive search for all of the cast albums of industrial musicals you know about plumbing fixtures and farm equipment and uh and you can find this they they were performed only for representatives of the company they were like in-house things with in-house jokes and songs about you know uh copper tubing and that kind of stuff (laughs) And it's really very entertaining. And I know on it's on Amazon Prime right now, and it still gets a lot of views. I think but it's on Netflix. For Letterman, two, two Harvard graduates, two of the funniest human beings you will ever spend time with. That was a blast. Right. So those are the things that we just we I mean, it's it's fun to talk to Pat Boone and Vicki Lawrence and and, uh, you know, Johnny Whitaker and Christopher Knight and all of our comedian friends. But those are the stories that you love uncovering is things that you didn't know were there and that delight you. Uh, where do we find you? How, how how often are you broadcasting? Where do we find you? Websites, social media? What's the best way to follow and find this show? Anywhere you type Media Path Podcast, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come up. So depending on what apps that you have or just internet, just the internet in the browsing window, Media Path Podcast, you'll find our website. And, and like what a lot of folks don't know that haven't haven't dabbled in, in, in podcasting as an entertainment choice is that it's really easy. I think a lot of people see it as, you know, I'm going to wait till my grandson's home from college and, you know, maybe he'll <laughs> show me how to do it. But actually... The only thing that makes podcasting unique is it's it, it's wherever you are. So because it's in so many locations, people are thinking, oh, I know how to put take the CD out of the case and put it in the machine and press play, but I don't know how to do a podcast. Well, our podcast is on YouTube, so you at least know how to do YouTube. So just go to YouTube and search Media Path, Media Path Podcast, or every phone comes with a podcast app. And if you tap on that app, and type the words media path, you'll you'll find it. Or you can just go to the internet and go to our website and listen on your phone or listen on your computer while all the while past episodes are there. There's some biographical yeah. information about us. You'll find everything you need. Yeah, podcasting is easier to access than 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 people think it is in our age group. So we just want to go on an you know an educational campaign to that effect. And there you go. That was a that was fun. I want to thank our guests, Fritz Coleman and Louise Palanker from Media Path Podcast. I want to thank our production team. Thank you. And I want to thank you for listening. See you next time. <laughs>